The Tim and Tony podcast is brought to you by Tim. Why do you use bucked up? Uh, because Tony, everybody needs a little help in their life. I found out a few years ago um, that I needed that extra push to actually do my workouts at the level that I wanted to be doing them at and to just get the results that I wanted to out of working out. And so, you know, one of the most frustrating things is when you're hitting the gym as hard as, as your body will allow you to, and you feel like you're not getting anywhere. Uh, these supplements will really help you uh, get to that next level, get to that next step and push you uh, to hopefully reach your goals. So that's why I use it. Fucked up. It tastes fantastic and it helps you work out. Get it, use it. We have a promo code, right? We do. Uh, promo code. Very easy to remember. Uh, it's T and T20. Get 20% off your bucked up order. They have supplements, every single one you can think of shirts, hats, fucking joggers, anything you could possibly want. They've got it. Fucking TNT joggers. TNT20. Get 20% off your entire order today online, buckedup.com. T A N D T 20. Tony, before we had this podcast and we received this next wonderful sponsor, we both struggled with our fashion game, specifically cool. and especially our gym fashion game, which is an underrated part of going to the gym. Yes. So please tell the people how they can get more excited about going to the gym and what company they can go to buy uh, some stuff that'll make them feel better. So what's great is, wow, interesting. We're keeping that in. So, so, so. So, all you got to do is go to TitleWear.com because what you're going to find there is you're going to find some of those comfortable and flattering, might I add, gym wear on the market. They got, they, they, they got hoodies. They got sleeveless hoodies. They got tank tops. They got T-shirts. They got shorts. They've got compression pants, and they've got sports bras. They've got leggings. They've got all of it. It's fantastic. The quality is amazing. It's made for workouts, so they're durable. And it's just plain comfortable. So, Tim, what's that promo code? Very easy to remember. It is T and T15. That's T A N D T15. That's 15% off your entire order. You can order one thing, you can order 13 things order 100 fucking things it's 15 percent off the entire order at title.com um and if you want to order 100 fucking things you do it and you do it with the promo code t-a-n-d-t-1-5 tim do you care about sustainability i do do you care about comfort i very much do do you care about style? A little bit. Do you care about just looking good? I really do. I really do care about all those things. I didn't mean to put sustainability. It feels like I put sustainability a little lower on that list than I should have. It but I care about like those it. things deeply. And in fact, sustainability is actually one of the best parts about what I'm about to talk about. All birds, they make incredible shoes. They make incredible clothing. They make incredible socks. Tell us about it, Tim. 
Welcome to the program, Alberts. We're happy to have you on board. Absolutely. Uh, these are, no exaggeration, the most comfortable fucking shoes I have ever worn in my entire life. And you, don't act, and you don't have to just wear them when you're having sex. That's right. That's right. Um, I can't believe we just put that in an ad. Um, <laughs> they look great. They feel better. And they're good for the planet. Uh, go to, we're going to, uh, this is a little bit different than we've done in the other ones. We're yeah. going to attach the link to go to all birds where you can pick up not only a pair of shoes, pair of, uh, a shirt. Uh, they're making joggers. They've got shorts, whatever you want. You buy anything on the store, you get a free pair of socks with it on us. Uh, if you do go to the store and buy some Allbirds, please use the link that's in the description of this podcast. Yes, and they don't do deals like this. This is like the only one out there. Like this is the one deal. So that's what we're bringing to you guys. You should do it. Get the stuff because it's a great company and they make great stuff. So Tim, we're back. Um, yep, it's been a while. Tell t- tell the good people why we why we had to take a quick like what week and a half. I think it was longer than a week and a half. Technically, um, the little behind the scenes trick that we do is we record several episodes at once. Yeah, <laughs> and do a slow roll. Right. Um, Ooh, a slow it's been roll. A- Bring out the industry terms. I like it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I try to say yeah. that. And I tr- what was the other word? Content that we try Content, to use twice, yep. a, twice a podcast? And then bitching. Um, bitching. Bitching never really has come back. Oh, there's, it's coming. Oh, don't worry. There's some, there's some reluctance. I feel some reluctance uh, to that one. I'm, but I'm pushing forward. I'm pushing forward. We missed a couple weeks. Tony was taking California bar exam. I could have made a million jokes as to what he was doing there, but I chose to get played straight. Yeah. So we're back. I say something horrible. But yeah, we're back. We're we're back. We're back with a vengeance. I've never been more motivated uh, to get my mind off of anything remote related to that. So let's. I'm I'm going to start on a good note. Tim, we have the best team in the NBA right now by a lot. By by like a sizable Chris Paul thumb injury uh, difference right now. Like we have enough insurance that we're likely still going to be the one seed given, I mean, Devin Booker looked great yesterday. We're recording during the Pelicans Suns game right now, but Devin looked incredible yesterday, broke his career high for steals, had a season high of assists and still at 25. Like eh, it's yeah. Here's the thing. Things are going almost too well here in Phoenix. And the way that you know, that is that our best player is out for four to six weeks, and he played in the fucking All-Star game <laughs> after getting that diagnosis. And people were actually, like, slamming into him with screens. And the other great part about this is that our coach was the one yeah. who fucking allowed yeah. him to do it. And He started I, getting mad the- at Rudy Gobert for, like, playing defense on him. And it's like, my guy, you're out there. <laughs> yeah, so things are going so well, that hasn't even bothered me. No. We haven't even had a discussion about it no. until now, until I just brought it up. Yeah, And then you realize how absurd it is when you say it out loud. But that's yeah. something that happened. And Phoenix Suns fans, who are some of the most bitter, angry... Uh, <laughs> we went through Amari Stoudemire having arthroscopic knee surgery, 
countless times. He had a detached retina one time and like lost an entire season. Like we have had the most weird. We we got a couple guys suspended because they stepped on the court after Steve Nash was maliciously, violently, wantonly shoved into the uh, scores table by the one Absolutely. Robert Horry. And I'm going to say Horry because he very much says that his name is Ori. And I'm going to go ahead and pronounce the H because he's an asshole. I'm, so, I'm with you. So, I'm with you. But, yeah, Robert but to Horry that point, threw him into the, into the freaking uh, score table. And, you know, we ended up losing the series because of it. So all that's of the that backdrop that, that all happened we, We've played against the Celtics in the finals. We've played against Michael Jordan in the finals. And now, you know, Captain America himself, or or really, what, Captain Greece? Well, I mean, he's the youngest. He's got to be the youngest in the top 75, right? Asked, I, I believe he is, and I don't think yeah. it's close. Because I, I think the only get... guy that's I, I think the only guy that's close to him is Anthony Davis. Yeah, no, he's younger than Davis for so, sure. He's, he's oh, like, yeah. He's a, yeah. Yeah, so I we played against the youngest guy in the top 75 who the last time they did this list, the top 50, that was Shaq. Um, ironically. Yeah. yeah. So we captain Greece into- came in with his super soldier serum and just decided that he wanted to hit free throws. And that was our undoing. So, right. So yeah. the two greatest players of all time, pre LeBron and then Giannis, who Again, is we, every time we talk about this, Bill Russell was not on that Celtics team. Oh yeah. I always forget that. <laughs> I always just like skips my mind. I always try I to like make. I'm like LeBron in that way, though. Like I try to make my yeah, our path no, I, much I, much I, harder. I'm like that was you. the that was the hardest finals ever won type of thing. Like I still th- I think they still had Havlicek. Like they still had dudes. They were still a great all time team, but it wasn't Russell wasn't there still. Yeah, and we still got fucked out of Kareem. So there's still things to be upset about. <laughs> Neil Walk, everybody. That's who we got instead of hairiest man on there. earth instead of Kareem. <laughs> Right. And on that note, Ellis Monroe, please move this along and go ahead and play us in. In a crowded room. All right, guys, we're back. So, Tim, what are we talking about today? Uh, you know me, Tony. I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, list fan. I'm not someone who obsesses over all-star votes but, type of guy. But, but we did have a momentous occasion recently. Christmas, came, that, Christmas came early for me. It really did. Some, right, or again, something, however you want to look at it. This is... I mean, it, it's happened before in our lives, but we were still shitting ourselves. Um, so this is the first time that we've had... Well, it did. The 50 list, we were technically alive for. What a way we're to describe here. that. What a way to describe yeah, that. We're back, baby. We we're back. We didn't, we didn't have a podcast. We didn't, have, we didn't have the ability to share thoughts, let alone wipe our own ass. Um, so the top 75 list comes out. Mm-hmm. Really, the top seventy-six, which, yes. by the way, that is there, the dumbest. That is the stupid. How do you create a system <laughs> where there's a definite amount 
of people that have to be in it and you allow yourselves the possibility yeah. that we could go over that limit. That's what I don't like. That is terrible. That, that's, that should. And by the way, they put 76 people on there and they still fucking kept multiple people yeah, off the ship. Yeah. So, so, okay. This is a perfect segue because if we needed to have candidates <clears throat> to kick off the list, to have 75, here's the two. And you know where I'm going with this, but there's two clear candidates to just, yeah, go, no one's going to be all that upset if you're not on this list. You, there's there, there's ultimately going to end up being a list of about 10 guys that are going to say, oh, he was snubbed because that's how these types of lists work. Neither of these people would be on that list because they just don't have a very big historical meaning to the game. So Damien Lillard, who's at 75, that's the easy one because he's at 75. So it was either him or who is at 76, which was Bill Sharman. So obviously you're going to just go to whoever those two are and then say one of them should have gotten kicked out. But my more creative one, for those of you that have been uh, longtime listeners of the Tim and Tony podcast, will be very not surprised by who I'm about to say. But Russell Westbrook very much does not deserve to be even mentioned as a snub. He's not even an honorable mention for this uh, list. He's at 68 somehow, should, some way. First of all, we, sh we should note that the rankings that you're doing right now are based on the ESPN rankings of the yes. top 76. Yes, yes. Um, They weren't actually ranked by the people who voted them but, in. Yes. Um, so with the with the Westbrook thing though, I think we should all try to forget that it ever happened in a lot of ways because he's got this MVP that even like the year after it happened, we all knew was the wrong. I mean, as it was happening, we knew it was the I was wrong decision. Say, the minute but, like, after they announced it, I'm like, oh, but it was shape of water. Here we go. Yeah, but it was confirmed in the years later. I mean, there's this yeah. Westbrook for Chris Paul trade that has gotten more ridiculous every second since it happened, yep. where the team trading Chris Paul had to throw in a pick <laughs> yeah. to get Westbrook. Um, Wasn't that we should pre vegan Chris Paul, though, to be fair? I think no, because he had started it that offseason. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And he got to OKC and he really detailed, but and it started and they were aware of it. Got it. Um, but the Westbrook thing, I think we should just pretend like it never happened as best we can because now you're seeing some of the worst takes being Jaws like a young Westbrook. And I'm sorry, I I I was there for young I was there for young Westbrook. Jaws ability to take angles to the basket and play within a system that is conducive to winning is nothing like young Westbrook was Jaws, not even close. right now right now is better than Russell Westbrook ever has been and ever will be it's not 100% Ja Morant is a young Derrick Rose I don't understand why the comparison hasn't been made or if it has i just haven't seen it i don't know why if you're going to compare john moran to anybody in nba history how it would be russell westbrook who has no discernible basketball skill whatsoever he's on bad teams stat pads has you know stephen adams 
running away from rebounds so that Russell Westbrook can get his uh, per game rebounds up so they can average a triple double and think that he's historically relevant, even though my barometer now for what's impressive in basketball is if Russell Westbrook can do it, it's now no longer impressive. So like Oscar Robertson, one of the greatest players ever, he's in the top 10, should have been. He's not great because he got triple doubles. Like triple doubles was not the medal or the thing that meant, okay, now he's great. He was great. That was a weird season and, he did. And he was great and happened to get triple doubles. Oscar Robertson right. and Russell Westbrook are two totally, totally different things. And if you can't see that, I I don't want to dismiss you. I don't want to be a whole, I can't talk basketball with you but you're going to need to listen more than you're going to speak. No, and the Westbrook stands to have really quieted down over the last few years because there was really nothing to say, Yeah, uh, frankly. The, the other thing with Oscar, too, is that people don't like saying this, but the year he did get a triple-double, it was a weird year. Offensive goaltending was still a thing. Yeah. Um, they were shooting yeah. like twice as many times a game during that season than they do now, if you can believe that. So, yeah. Um, the, the thing with, I, I know we've got to spend a lot of time on Russ. The, the thing with Russ is that there's players now that I've seen their entire careers yeah. from them being drafted to them in their twilight years, which by the way, makes me feel old as hell. But the thing that I've always noticed about Russ is that he's always been frustrating yeah. because he has the athletic gifts from God and they're evident all over the place. But I've never felt with him ever that he was one of the two or three best players on the floor in a playoff series. I've never felt like he was a franchise-changing type of player. And in the last five years, I've actually felt like he takes away value from teams more than he adds them. So to see him on this list... And I have a couple other ones that kind of bugged me, but I had to do the research to make it less, to make it bug me less. Yeah. Russ is the one that really is like, uh, by the way, he wasn't at the ceremony. Um, he was He's good. I, belie good. I believe, <laughs> I believe he was, I believe he was at a, a birthday for his mom. So great. Goodbye him. Yep. But it would have been weird. It was weird for me seeing a couple guys up there next to like magic and LeBron uh, and Jordan, those, and those guys. But seeing Russ up there was particularly jarring. Because it's like, all right, look, you want to talk about, you know, the, the, there's different criteria for what you vote on for these lists, right? And yes. it's generally media people that are voting for these. And people say, oh, it's bullshit. The media. And the top okay. 50 got a vote. And the top 50 got a vote. So it's, you know... It, it's tough when you have these types of lists because everybody's generally going to vote for different stuff. That's why Allen Iverson is, high, is as high as he is. That's why there's certain guys that are ranked in mm -hmm. certain spots that otherwise, if you just go on what's on paper, it's yeah. probably way different. If we're just looking at paper, yeah, Russell Westbrook's probably right where he probably should be because he's got an MVP He's got pretty solid stats. He's been on all, uh, all NBA teams. The problem is, is if you are so devoid of talent, and in fact you have negative inertia, I'm creating phrases here, you have negative inertia, meaning you hurt and hinder your team's ability to succeed to the point where Kevin Durant 
Kevin Durant can't just go out there and score enough points to win a game. You turn the ball over so much and you take so many god-awful shots that you take the ball away from arguably one of the most unstoppable offensive forces in the history of the game. They made it to a finals. Great. That's Obviously, that's cool. But they blew that one series to the Warriors in historic fashion. Russell Westbrook was was dog shit. Dog shit. And he was terrible in the finals. So, I mean, he has always been a player that gets in the way of progress. James Harden hated playing with him again. Now, am I going to use James Harden as the barometer for what is acceptable and not acceptable in the NBA? Absolutely not. But the point of the fact the, the point is every single great player that Russ played for up until this point, because LeBron's just a different animal. So he's I mean, I'm sure LeBron hates playing for him, but he's not making it now. That yeah, he's not making it that apparent in that he's just like screaming at him. Whereas all the other stars that Russ had ever played with, the relationship just never went well and never ended well. That has to matter, right? Because yeah. every single other top 75 player that he's played with could not wait to get as far the hell away from him as they could. Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, I think... I mean, Anthony Westbrook... Davis keeps getting hurt just to stay away from him. So... <laughs> right. And that's... And by the way, this is kind of leading into my next point, where my, my favorite thing about talking basketball is that uh, it's not like baseball. There is not one stat that we can boil everything down into and say, this guy's the best. And please don't actually, make it. Please don't. No, and please stop trying to. So <laughs> we can have discussions like this. Yes. Um, the ESPN list had one specific thing that I think they were trying to piss me off with directly. <laughs> like good. very directly. It felt, okay. it felt like a personal attack. Right. And nobody has – I haven't seen anybody – get very angry about it, but there should be. The, the, there should the four be, is yours. The, the streets should be like on fire right now. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain being ranked a spot yes! ahead okay. of okay. Bill Russell. All right. Yep. I'm serious. Somebody should be arrested. Yeah. That's that's horrible. That's that's like, what? what because his points per game were higher? Wilt was traded, what, three times? His, bo- his the, body count was bigger. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was the, you're saying he was the fifth greatest player of all time. And yet no. every team he was on couldn't wait to get the he, hell away from him. He, he got ever, traded. He, he ever, got traded. He's the only guy, I, to my knowledge, the only guy in the top five to get traded. I, I think like, it's, I, I, it's insane. It's insane. Get, multiple get, get times because pe- multiple times teams that had him and knew him best were like, we're good. Yeah. He went up against Russell in the finals multiple times. Lost. <laughs> Russell was, if you go back and read anything from that time, the de- there wasn't a debate between Russ- Wilt <laughs> and Bill Russell. There just yeah. wasn't. It was over. Russell was 11-1 and one in the finals. He was the most important player in that era of basketball and Wilt is above him. Why? Because he averaged 50 again in a year where there was offensive goaltending allowed and he was seven inches taller than everybody else. Stop. Scored a hundred, man. Come on. 
that that's Russell never scored a hundred. That's horrendous. Like seriously, it's, it's, I honestly, it made me throw up when I saw it. It's (laughs) a lot like Will Chamberlain was truly the Russell Westbrook of his time. In a lot of ways. (laughs) (laughs) was an empty stat filling, uh, mind boggling, mind boggling, frustrating to deal with teammate. Yeah. Who didn't get along with anybody. Yeah. Whose teams never wanted him around. So, like, I, I'm not I, saying he shouldn't be in the top ten. I'm saying putting him specifically ahead of Russell, who played in his in his era, that's crazy. That that makes no sense. So yeah, for for what it's worth, number one on the ESPN list. Now, the ESPN list was made off of who was in the top 76 pool. So then, you know, ESPN is one of the Sites that we look to to be the sort of uh, standard bearer for these types of rankings. So that's why we're using it. But, you know, they've got my, Jordan at one, LeBron at two, Kareem at three, Magic at four, Wilt at five, Russell at six, Bird seven, Duncan eight, Oscar Robertson nine, Kobe 10, and Shaq 11. And I only say that because that's a note. So I believe, assuming Oscar Robertson never got traded, that would make Wilt the only person in the top Play 10. Kareem. Kareem's true. Oh, that's right. Kareem's true. From the Bucks to the Lakers. But, that's fair. But for that's a different reason. It's 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 different. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Like the, Wilt got traded because they were sick of his shit. Kareem got traded because he wanted the fuck out. One of the things, this this is the reason that we we like to talk sports together is that we're obsessed with understanding eras that we never watched. Right. <laughs> um, one of the most important things to know about the 60s era of basketball is that the debate between Wilt and Russell that developed later did not exist back then. Everybody yeah. universally agreed it was Russell at the time yeah. who watched the, the two of them play, who were around them day to day. Yeah. Um, it, it's not it, like you, you can throw the points per game, the rebounds per game at me all you want. I, Bill Russell <laughs> won 11 championships. Like he, he can't be below Wilt. I'm not saying he can't be below other guys because again, eras are different and winning 11 rings back then is not the same as now. Yes. But in the same era, you can't put two guys that played at the same time who one was definitively better than lower than the other that just it it, it it reminds me a lot of if tom brady and peyton manning like if brady would have retired the year that manning did 100 it reminds me very much about what those arguments would be like where the, yeah if you look at the numbers like yeah peyton manning has a single season touchdown record at 55 like oh okay yeah congratulations if you want to suss it all out sure yeah you there you can pick out some stats that by the way Aaron Rodgers stands are more impressive than touchdown <laughs> interception ratio but we can get off right. that um actual stats that actually matter um there are some that you could pick out that's like see Peyton Manning is this Peyton Manning is that but when and it comes did, down yeah and people <laughs> did and it was very exhausting and then Tom Brady went and had an entire Hall of Fame career after Peyton Manning decided to retire. So the debate is over, which is why I love making jokes about it. So all you have to do now, mind you, Bill Simmons is a noted, he started his entire career as 
a Boston sports fan. That's what he has done his entire career based off of. However, having read his book, The Book of Basketball, an absurd amount of times where the cover is almost broken with how many times I've uh, read it. I'm going to have to see if I can't get a a hard hard cover for it. But (laughs) having read it that many times, it's just clear. And then, you know, after you read it, it's like, is it that, is it really that obvious? Yes, it's that obvious. The people that were there at the time, it's not a debate. One guy liked to look good. He specifically did not shoot free throws in a more effective way because he wanted to look cool. He wanted to look cool. Did not give a shit about winning. So, okay, that's fine. By the way, well, sorry. I, I just no, I think people, I, I think people are going to do this in like 30 years. They're going to be like, well, Duran averaged more points than LeBron. Like, they're going to do this. It's like, yeah, Durant averaged more points, but we were, we who were there, we know what happened. <laughs> like, we know who is the best. Like, yeah, you can't just throw raw stats to me. That's not how this sport works. No, it's this, this isn't, this isn't fucking baseball. It's not fucking tennis. Yeah. Like, we don't have war. And again, we don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Raw individual stats. They don't mean nothing, but at the end of the day, like there, there's other factors that go into this. Right. And in basketball, more than I think any other sport, uh, where one guy has more of an impact than any other one person on team sports, eleven rings matters yeah. during the same period. So, so do you have any other Wilt Russell stuff? Because I've got a lot more notes. I, I don't. I okay. Don't. I, so. I just, going through give the me list, like fucking aneurysms. Yeah. No. It, 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 it's one of those things that happens when you make these types of lists because invariably the writers that are working on this list obviously were not around during that time so then what we do is since you know i would imagine what 10 espn writers probably got together and they were tasked in a very short window hey make this list i need it on my desk by thursday at noon so then they just quickly check out the Wikipedia pages for all the top 76 and then they just kind of throw it together. And then they think that since there's nine other people also, if they have generally the same list, they're just going to feel good. It's group think. And then they just kind of send it out. So the problem with these types of lists is this right here, that problem, that issue, that historical inaccuracy that, people like you and I are going to care a lot about because these lists are how we record sports history. The books like Bill Simmons's book of basketball, that's how we remember history because that's how people like me can go back and understand what actually was happening. So then, because I wasn't there. However, I can tell everybody with a microphone that Russell Westbrook is probably the most overrated human being in the sport of basketball, but I will get off of that because the next topic that I wanted to talk about is something that it just, it it excites me that this man is on the list, that this man was this high on the list. And that is Steve Nash, the person that I grew up watching my entire life um, or in my childhood, Steve Nash, he's at 37. And it seems right. What's funny, though, is that it appears as though Steve Nash is the one person that's this high on the list that is just incapable of playing defense. And so it really brings out how impressive he was as an offensive player. 
because I was looking through the list and I'm like, man, really nobody else in like the top 40 is was that bad at defense. And so it, no. it, it, it's really cool to see the guy that I grew up watching and the rep on those teams were always incredible offenses. But, you know, this, this play style can't win when it was really just the fact that we couldn't play defense. It was never the play style. It was the talent that we had where, yeah, Rajah Bell isn't going to play defense for all five people. It's just not going to happen. 100%. And, you know, the, the Nash thing, as time goes by, people forget. I, I think pe- we had a brief moment because when, obviously, when, when Kobe tragically passed, we were like, he won one MVP? Like, how yeah. did that happen? And you go back, Nash won two MVPs during two of Kobe's best Prime. statistical season. Yep. And that's because, and, and by the way, this, this isn't, as, as biased as you may think that we are, this isn't a Westbrook situation. Like people look back on it as like, yeah, that's who was the MVP that year. Yeah. Because Nash orchestrated what was then um, the most electric offense that the NBA had seen outside of maybe Showtime Lakers and Shaq and Kobe. Well, oh, and um, I, ironically enough, the Kevin Johnson uh, sons, the Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley sons that played against the Bulls. Like it, it the seven seconds or less sons were like showing fire to cavemen. It was like, oh, it, we, we didn't know we could do this. This is amazing. This is so much fun the, to watch. It's the blueprint yeah. for modern basketball. It's, yeah. it's what everybody took and put on steroids and meth. And now yeah. we have what we have now. Um, and Nash, as an orchestrator of that, obviously we cared more about that then than we do now i mean now, yeah. he averaged 15 points per game and 18 points per game in his two mvp seasons i don't think that's happening again necessarily the way modern basketball is played with usage with high usage rates yeah um but back then compared to the other guys that were there nash was the thing that made this offense go and in the league at that time it was the most dominant unit uh, yeah. on one side of the ball. So, well, and, and not for nothing. I mean, Steve, Steve Kerr was involved with those sons. Um, and then Steve Kerr is obviously the head coach of the Warriors. And so it's, yeah, he stole it. It, it, it's very interesting to see how it's a different franchise, but they essentially run the same type of program, but they have the greatest shooter ever they have arguably the second greatest shooter ever. And then they had this complete athletic anomaly in Kevin Durant for a couple of years and obviously couldn't. I think there was a stat with Durant on the team. They lost something like a total of 30 something games the entire time he was there, which is just ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's with I think it's with Durant playing. Um, that's yes. how many games they lost. Yeah. Was it was something like that? Um, so yeah, uh, the Nash thing. It, it's just it's tough because like I was. This is the the flip side to that coin in basketball, where championships I think matter more than in any other sport. Yeah. Uh, in terms of deciding an individual player's uh, value, they missed it a couple times. By the way, in every single time that they missed it, there was some weird thing that happened yeah. to them along oh, well, the way. I, I've got some what if questions at the end. We'll get into it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think it's funny. I think one ring for him 
would raise him up this ranking list more than anybody else, including then, including Barkley. So then we'll just get into it because I have noted Nash probably, probably slots in at the 29th slot. He probably shifts everyone between 37 and 29 up one. 29 is Chris Paul. He probably, with one ring, probably is, doesn't go above Isaiah, who I believe is 27. But with the back-to-back MVPs in Kobe's, essentially at the end of Kobe's prime, Nash is probably at that 29. But that stretch that we have currently from 29 to 34 shows how hard these lists are. Because from 29 to 34, we have Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, Scottie Pippen, Kawhi Leonard, and Bob Cousy. It is so – talk about a list of completely different people playing in all sorts of different eras and having such different careers and different reasons why they were great. You've got Wade with three rings. you got Chris Paul with zero. you got Iverson with zero. You've got Pippen with six, but wasn't ever the best player on the team. you got Kawhi with two career uh, – with two uh, finals MVPs, one against LeBron – or two against LeBron. No, one against LeBron, one against the Warriors. Um, well, the skeleton of the Warriors at that point. And then you've got Bob Cousy from, you know, the 1800s. So the difficulty in listing all these players, and I, I would say on the whole, ESPN actually did a pretty good job. They actually did a decent job given, you know, g- given the totality of the circumstances with everything that they had to put together it's pretty good, but it the, but these stretches show how hard these lists are because I've, they just have completely different careers. I, I, I saw you Nash, wince a little bit. Yeah, sorry. There's one thing that that really bugs me about this one is that <laughs> okay, okay. Stock, Stockton is oh yeah, Chris Paul yeah. and yeah. Nash in this list by like a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. I again. I, I wasn't alive for it. I've only gone back and read what people said about him back then. First of all, forget now because he's a weird ass now. Yeah, um, now we've got people making jokes that uh, <laughs> the Cleveland, uh, the Qu- Quicken Loans Arena must be co- too close to an elementary school, and that's why Carl Malone wasn't able to show up. Yeah, no, that's the the jazz of the, of the late 90s had all kinds of problems. Carl Malone, John Stockton. Stockton's a, an anti-vax yeah, advocate now. Which, There's all kinds of things. Which, by the way, if I could just say, it really is appropriate that the two stars of the Utah jazz are <laughs> Carl Malone and John Stockton with what we know about them today. It's, it's yeah. very, like, almost too fitting. Like, oh, come on. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah, it. The Stockton stuff, first of all, uh, no MVPs. Um, never won a finals, just like Nash. Yeah. You go back and read the things that were written about him. He was never the orchestrator of a unit like that. But by the way, people still talk about the seven or seconds or less sons. We've all just tried to forget that the Jazz ever happened, except for occasionally when we see the Jordan highlights. Um, yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, that was against them. Um, <laughs> Just oh, he hit so, the shot. Oh wow. Okay, that was cool. not a part of not a part of a of a historic team. Um, was the benefactor of another better, greater player who was able to actually pad his stats. Yeah. Um, 
most people even then were writing Stockton's gift as being able to pass it into Malone. So yeah. him being over Nash and, and CP actually really rubs and me. And that wrong much way, but, over them. And like yeah. pretty significantly over them. Yeah, that, it, 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 that does rub me the wrong way. It's one of those things that's like, oh, yeah, because all we ever do is say how insane the 90s were because Michael Jordan was playing in them. So if you were close to the Jordan uh, era, you're just going to be held up a little bit because we have to, because that's what that's what the writers, the older, the old head writers now grew up watching. And so, you know, they're growing up in the 80s. So when they're teenagers, they're like, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan is this godlike figure. And, you know, they're not necessarily wrong. But then the reaction is, is that all those who he hit down, they now get elevated because they were in such close proximity to Jordan. And it's bullshit. It, it, it's just pure, unadulterated bullshit because there's guys on this list that are lower that just should be higher. Scotty Pippen should be higher than Carl Malone. He just oh, should be. He, he, he yeah, just sorry. I, I, black, I blacked out when I read that one. I apologize. Yeah, no, um, he, he, yes. he should be. Uh, Dwayne Wade, he should be. Like, there, there's certain guys that just should be higher that aren't. Because, and then the Dwayne Wade people, you want to say, oh, you know, LeBron won two rings. Okay. Two things. One, you clearly don't know about 2006. That's one. And then two, you didn't watch those Heat teams. That's just what that means. And that's fine, but that just means you didn't watch. You needed to watch because also, he was yeah. incredible. He was incredible. And his also play style the, doesn't, it didn't lend itself to him playing at that level for that long. And he did. And the 2006 Heat, I think, Whenever people go back to what's the weirdest team to ever, what's the worst team to ever win a finals, people like almost reflexively say the 2006 heat. Um, the, the thing is, again, having watched those games, um, actually having gone back and watched them fairly recently because yeah. this came up on a podcast I was listening to recently. Yeah. Um, saying they're the worst of the finals teams is in and of itself kind of a, a hilarious argument to make. But those teams weren't, I don't, I don't think they were as bad as we remember. Yes, they got some weird shit with the rest towards the end. But at the end of the day, they some? were better than that Mavs team. Wait, they were better some? than the Mavs team. They were, they were better than that Mavs team. It's a fact. Mark Cuban was ready to burn down the entire arena. Mark Cuban's <laughs> coming to my house <laughs> right now <laughs> to come oh. and find me. Oh, very nice. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, he's coming to my house to beat the shit out of me just for has, saying it. Has he put uh, radio on the internet yet? <laughs> I think he, he put TV on the internet. He's part of the Billionaire's Boys Club, buddy. Mark Cuban, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, hey, I, I've got a pitch for you. Let, let, me, let me get in the tank. Um, so we've got Charles Barkley on there at 22. He's the highest, quote-unquote, Suns player on there, which it's interesting. I don't want to say he's overrated. I don't want to, but it feels like his, it. Do you think that his ranking has been increased by how much people love him on TV? I think what's interesting his historical about standing. him, I, I think what's interesting about him is he's the only person that because he doesn't have a ring, he's actually now overrated because he's on television getting shit on by Shaq 
every single day that they're on the TV. Every single day that they're on the TV. People love him. They do. But my point is, is that because they love him and because Shaq gives him so much shit about not having rings, people now don't want to seem like they're underrating him because of the ring thing, because it seems stupid. So now we're to the point where, well, we got to give him his flowers. We're really putting him above guys like Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, Scotty Pippen, David Robinson, Kawhi Leonard, Bob Cousy, etc. Is mm. he above Havlicek? Did I block that? Did I, I, make that up? I believe so. Let me, I'll, I'll get research. Okay, yeah, he is. I just got it. Okay. He's above Havlicek. It's, it's weird. It's really weird. People like, remember a lot of him so fondly. Like, what, what's so funny is that with some players, we're willing to, to pull the accordion out, yeah. right? And look at the totality of their careers. And others were only willing to look at their peaks. Yeah. With Barkley, it's like the only season he ever played was the 93-94 yeah. season. Yeah. Like, there was nothing. But, like, people forget him being fat on the Rockets after. They forget his, they forget his early stuff, him being a pain in the ass to work with. Yeah. All they remember is, Hey, look at these rebound numbers and his MVP season. And there was nothing else. And now he's on which, TV. Which, like, by the way, a very impressive season. He was a six foot four power forward. Like, no, I, I, it, it is I, impressive. Sorry, that's, but to put him at like 22? 22. He's above Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, the Isaiah thing. People Crazy. hate Isaiah, though. They hate, people hate Isaiah. Isaiah. People hate, hate Isaiah. And by the way, it's only gotten worse with our generation because yeah. he does not come off well at all. No. <laughs> in the last dance doc. I mean, well, he- and because the only real exposure that you and I have to him is oh, yeah, he was the exec of the Knicks when they had Steve Francis and Stefan Marbury. And boy, did that not go well at all. It went terribly. And then they fired no. his ass and he was disgraced. And now he's just a, a TikTok audio where he's like, I had yeah. the criteria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> or, or the image of him walking off the court is now the one that I think most people our age would point to as the yeah. lasting image of Isaiah. Yeah. The fact is, I mean, that team wins two rings. He's not only the best player on that team, he's so much better than everybody else. Like, to be honest, I, I had trouble coming up with another finals team. Um, you'd have to probably go back to like the 60s or something, which is a little difficult to do, where the best player was that much better than the second option on his team. The thing about Isaiah, though, is that there's not... So, like, when when you say the name Magic Johnson, when you say the name Tim Duncan, there's certain plays that you think of. There's certain highlights uh you that you can think back to isaiah doesn't really have it no because they just went out and fucking won like they don't they they didn't have a lot of buzzer beaters they didn't have a lot of that kind of stuff because they just went and shut shit down the bad boys were really good they made michael jordan completely change his entire body uh physiology they went and made him get in the gym and gain like 30 pounds. Like that Michael Jordan, that guy, that that Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan. They had the Jordan rules. Isaiah Thomas is the best player on a team that Michael Jordan physically and mentally could not get past. On a team, and by the way, this has been well covered. Yeah. But most people who played 
with or at the same time as Isaiah. So the guy could have averaged 30 a game if he wanted to. Yeah. There's no question he could average 30 a game. He was that gifted. But he realized that in order to keep this team that was a defensive juggernaut, what it was, which is we need to play better defense than everybody because we don't have the offensive talent. He knew that he had to get those other guys involved. Uh, guy averaged 9.3 assists per game for his entire career. That's insane. It's ridiculous. Um, especially for the number one scoring option on your team to average over nine assists per game is, is insane. So um, I think and Barkley being Barkley being over Isaiah, Isaiah might be the one that hurts more than Havlicek to me. Because Isaiah is the most complete point guard that the NBA has ever seen. Yeah. He's the one that he, we he, compared all point guards to before Chris Paul. Basically. He yeah. is the most complete in, in that he was a defensive, just juggernaut. He was what Gary Payton thought he was. And he actually won back-to-back rings, actually put together a career that is all-time. There are no holes. The only holes is that Michael Jordan hated him. The only hole is that he was a, is that he was a dick him. and wasn't on the dream team. Christian Leitner was on the dream team, but Isaiah Thomas was not. And it was because Christian Leitner was at the time the best college player. Sure, whatever. He, I, I, I'm not here to slander Christian Leitner. He did not have a good NFL or NFL. Well, he didn't have a great NFL career. Uh, he, But he, more importantly, did not have that great of an NBA career. Had a great college career. Uh, the most notable thing that ha- that's happened to him this decade is the I hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30, which was very entertaining. But, you know. One of the better ones. He was on the dream team, and Isaiah Thomas wasn't. Now, did they need Isaiah Thomas? Obviously not. But those things, like what we were talking about before, are one of the sort of benchmarks that we use to write down history. And he's just not there because he was too much of a dick. And Chuck Daly was the coach. He's it's crazy. And I think Isaiah, he's had a weird post-playing career. Yeah, he's he's said some weird shit since he's been done. Nowhere near as weird, by the way, as Scottie Pippen. But Isaiah, because Scottie's on on like a whole other level. But Isaiah, he he's basically come out, uh, he's and said the reason people hate me is because I was the villain to Batman. Basically, yeah. Scottie's Robin, and I was the Joker. I was like, did he? quote unquote stop Jordan when he was younger. Okay. <laughs> like let's not get carried away and say that he was doing it to him his whole career. But there is some truth to that because this is what happened, in my opinion, a little bit to Steph, where he became Ooh. the villain oh. to who is this generation's favorite and best player. He's by the way, that's definitely in Cleveland. I, Definitely in Cleveland. We got to hear the booze in Cleveland. I enjoyed that. And I, I actually have a, that's actually a great transition because Perfect. that's, this is, this is the thing that's been getting on me. Um, there's been this take. First of all, the whole thing that, oh, Jordan was the last person that came out. You're not getting Michael Jordan to show up unless he's the last person out. LeBron's going to be there anyway. Michael Jordan was in Daytona. Was that the Daytona 500 he, that morning? They didn't even know coming. if he was showing up. And he no. flew the jet in. Now, obviously, Daytona and Cleveland are in the same fucking state. Michael Jordan's a billionaire. 
I imagine he has a jet or at a minimum access to a jet. It wasn't really all that difficult for the man to get there for the ceremony. But yeah, of course, Michael Jordan's going to be out there because if you like LeBron's career isn't over. And this is a list that's about the 75 years of the NBA. Yeah, of course, Michael Jordan's coming out last. I don't even think that that's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to do LeBron Jordan debate on this one, but the, the, the shit that has been made out of him coming out last, it's like, yeah, he wasn't coming if he wasn't going to be last. If he was no. second and LeBron was last, even in Cleveland, he's not going to be there. And by the way, without him there, it's not the same type of event. No. Number, number two, and this is the most important part, the obsession over him getting louder cheers when he came out than LeBron in Cleveland. I, I just, guys, the average ticket price for the All-Star game, I looked this up. The lowest right before game time was 2400 The average was somewhere around 1800 There were tickets going for twenty grand. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think is at this game? Do you think it's like regular people in Ohio? They're- do you think this is like doing a straw poll of people in Cleveland? What, what are you serious? Like Jay Z was at this game. <laughs> like, right. this, this isn't, this is like, if this was a regular season in Cleveland game, Adele and Adele's boyfriend were there. Come on. <laughs> right. Like, that Shout obsession, out with, Shout out that obsession with him getting a louder ovation is insane to me. Yeah. It's not, I would, I would venture to guess there was less than 10% people that, at that game that even live in Ohio for starters. I would say there might've been, I, I would say the amount of workers that were there, that Just obviously all Ohio. Live, yeah. I would say there were probably more workers from Ohio than there were attendees from Ohio. 100%. And it, like, it's just what these events have become. It's yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. The NBA All-Star Game is, is basically the Super Bowl. It's a one-game uh, event that is made for millionaires. Yeah. Um, it's, by the way, crowds at All-Star Games notoriously suck. Because it's just a bunch of rich people yeah. <laughs> sitting there corporate, watching basketball it, games. It's a corporate event. That's the, it's it's a networking event that nobody really gives a fuck about. Yeah. Like it's so stop. Like okay, Spike Lee the, was there. That was the, cool. <laughs> we can Jordan LeBron thing. I have no problem with that. Not right now, but we can talk about it. <laughs> the whole he got cheered louder in Cleveland, a place yeah. that he used to annihilate than LeBron did. What does that mean? Stop. You're I, not you're not paying attention. By the way, you're showing how this you're kind of showing how disconnected you are from I, like average normal people when you say shit like right. that. And I think I think all of the debates need to be over until LeBron retires. I wish they were. Because, I wish we'd give it time, but we don't do it. Because like here's the thing: I've come on this podcast, everybody knows I'm a huge LeBron fan, but I've also said, yeah, right now. Yeah, Jordan's career is over. LeBron isn't. Yeah, Jordan's number one. Like, it's not like, okay, we can revisit it after he retires. LeBron's going to have the most points scored in the National Basketball Association ever. So, like, yeah, but it hasn't happened yet, but it will. So, are we going to talk about what could happen? Or are we going to talk about what has already happened? It's a dumb argument. Let's wait. Let's just wait until he retires. 100%. You're, you're trying to write the history of a war while a battle is going on. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Because tomorrow, 
and by the way, I'm, I'm not wishing this on anybody, obviously. If LeBron gets like some horrific injury tomorrow and doesn't play for a year, that changes this whole, that would change yeah. this whole conversation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Of course it would. Of course it would. If um, somehow if the, they if actually... the Lakers come back and yeah. win the championship this year, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people who have anything to say against him being the best. Yeah. So you just, you've got to give these things time right now. It's a fun debate because there's no right answer. I think at this point, I think that you can make arguments on either side and that's what makes it fun. But you've, as, as far as like people doing the whole, if you think this, you're dumb thing that that's, we're not at that point yet. But, but it, for those of us that are actually intellectually invested into the history of the NBA, because the, the NBA, as far as sports goes, I am most interested in the NBA in a history sense, in a I can watch any game that's going on sense. I'm just, I find the game more interesting because it's just the, the history of it's so fun because there's less guys in the league. There's very distinct eras that personality we can, driven. There, it's personality driven. And, you know, it's just, it's just a fun game to be around. And that brings us actually to a really cool part of this list. And that's these guys that are titans of their eras, but are right in the middle of their careers. And Giannis at the sort of not even at the middle of his career yet. So Giannis is at 18, right above Dirk or right below Dirk, which for right now makes perfect sense. And then it's 16. Is Steph having Steph and Giannis at 16 and 18 respectively is actually perfect. It's not an overreaction and it's not an underreaction. You're we're not if they were in the top 10, that would have been it, great. It, like it if, if you put Steph 10 right now, like some people are saying, that's terrible. Don't like so don't I, insult me that. I, I think so. We've got Moses Mullen at 15 and Julius Irving at 14. If you put Steph at 14 over those two guys okay i would disagree with you but it's reasonable because he's the greatest shooter of all time and already has the most threes ever and it it will not be close 13 is hakeem 12 durant 11 Shaq, and then the top 10 which he I, should not be I... oh go ahead Sorry, I recoiled a little bit at the, at the Durant being in the 12 spot, but then when you look who's over him, it's like, who are you taking out? It's, it's perfect. Like the, it's the classic, it's the classic all NBA snub thing. It's like, okay, well, then who, who are you taking out? Yeah, who are you taking out? Like, are you actually going to take out Dwight Howard at center or are you, or are you dumb? Because he is the best center in the NBA and was for a long time. And don't worry, Dwight Howard, I have a segment for you. So, like, Steph is perfect there and by the way i hate him i as a ardent lebron fan i'm a suns fan first everybody relax i was rooting one thousand tim can attest as much as he would love to say that i was not loyal to suns during that playoff run i was one thousand percent pro suns the entire time everybody relax but as pro lebron as i am i hate steph steph is exactly where he should be in that range because he is one of already the most important impactful people that has been in the national basketball association but his career's not over it's just not and 16 for a top 75 list of all time it's perfect and Giannis, he's a super soldier he's gonna end yeah, up he's higher a freak 
He's going to end up higher. He's likely going to be probably, he'll probably get in the Moses, Irv, uh, Julius Irving, Hakeem, Durant range because he's just that good. Yeah. And this is what I was talking about with the one season. Um, in the middle of last year's playoffs, there were people seriously going on TV, not just Kendrick Perkins. I'm talking like serious people <laughs> who were going on television and saying Giannis isn't a one that was a real conversation like I think if we did this list a year ago before the Bucks won I think there'd be people seriously saying he doesn't belong in the top 75 at all and so this is my point with the one season thing so much can change in a year just go year yeah. by year yeah. trying to go like in the middle of a season and do the LeBron Jordan debate it's just it's an absurdity it's ridiculous to even try to do History so, is being written. Don't try to write it already. It, it, it's currently being written. And by the way, I agree with Giannis being here. Would I have said that a year yeah. ago? No, but that's because he went out and had one of the best playoff yeah. runs we've ever seen. Like, but but, but that's gotta... the whole point of it. That's the whole point of it, is that we have now a story from the first year of the NBA to the 75th. Last year counts. And last year... As you and I can attest, as we watched every waking second of that NBA Finals, the dude was Thanos. He was inevitable. Like, he was bad at one thing and then did it well for one game, and we couldn't keep up because we just we didn't have it. And it we, can honestly, discuss, we can discuss the million reasons why we didn't have it, but we just didn't have it. It, it just – playing against him when he was that dialed in. Yeah. Because the first two games, he he really wasn't as as healthy, I think, as he was later on. Because he, he, he hyperextended the shit out of his leg and still did that. Right. But the, the last four games honestly felt like some 2013 LeBron shit. It just yeah. did. Yeah. Like, again, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just no. saying in the moment, it felt like it doesn't matter what you do. And that's yeah. how it felt with him when he got that dialed in Yeah, uh, back then. It's just – it was like there's – there's nothing we can do. It, it was the most helpless I've ever felt yeah. watching a sporting event uh, at that high level. So going along the theme of where the current guys stack up with the historical greats, Duran at 12, it makes sense. He has him and Kareem are probably the two most unguardable shots in NBA history because you've got Kevin Durant who could just dribble. He can pull up and shoot from anywhere. And he's seven seven one you can't like there's no defender that is going to be able to extend to the three-point line like that confidently and actually be able to guard him that's at a comparable size like the one dude who can pro there, there's a handful of dudes that can play defense on durant at that range and still be able to confidently guard him when he gets to the paint that would be healthy actually in the arena clocked in Kawhi. You got Giannis, LeBron, uh, Scottie Pippen. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else. And I yeah, might have even said too many people. Like, yeah, he, he, Kevin Durant is – it's perfect at 12. Because, again, his career's not over, and this is a story of the 75 years. And so, yeah, he has been a wrecking sense. ball. 12 makes sense. I just – I initially recoiled at it because – this is what we do, right? When we talk about people, I think I reflexively just started saying 
Katie's a top 10 player of all time. There's no debate about it. But then when you actually go through and do the yeah. list, yeah. it's like, well, okay. Like who, who are, again, who are you taking out? Yeah. Because you have in, in a top 10, I think it's really important to, it's, it's tough to judge era by era. Obviously if Katie ever played against Wilt, he would score 150 points. <laughs> like well, they, if they, he just dropped Kevin Durant in 1962. Well, they would have they thrown him to the bottom of a lake with a center block uh, attached to his ankle and told him to float back to the surface because he's a witch. 100%. Like, if he would, shows up and just starts... They would have thought breaking, he was an alien. And starts breaking dude's ankles at seven feet tall. Are you kidding me? Like, Kevin right. Durant would be the most, like, I don't know what this is. This is an alien drop down. Like, same with Giannis. Same with a lot of these guys now. That we Most have. of the guys, though. Yeah, it's just insane. Like, it's it's the whole um, if Eddie House played in the '60s, we would be still talking about him type thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But with 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 Durant, it, Durant is by far, I think, the most interesting person to me on this list because the way the top ten for me is set is is set up is how did these guys compare to people they played against in their eras, and how much yeah. better were they yeah. than the people they played against? Kevin Durant is the second best player in this era. Yeah. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Yes, he played at the same time as Kobe Bryant. I think he's actually a better basketball player. Will his stats at the end of the day accumulate to the point where we can put him over uh, Kobe on this list? I don't know. The but he is very much clearly been the second most important player of the last 15 years and it's it's not even really up for debate to me and yes that includes kobe here's the difference though if this is just a top 75 list of talent anthony oh, davis yeah a a anthony davis would be top 20 easy but it has sure. to do with what your career was what your legacy was what the impact on the game was it's an all-encompassing list it's can you be removed from if we were telling a story of the history of the nba does your name have to come up and how many times does your name have to come up and ironically impact is something that raises steph's uh yeah. ranking and i think decreases kevin's yeah, uh, because Steph's impact is so much greater than Kevin Durant's. And, so and by the way, we don't even like, really understand what his impact is because we are still in it. We are still right. in the time that the NBA is changing in the way that the NFL changed post their rule changes. Was that 2010? Yeah. So like Around it's just, 2010, it, 2011 yeah. is kind of the demarcation point. The, the NBA now, Steve Nash would be shooting 12 threes a game. Like, and he yeah. said as such, he said as such, he said in multiple interviews, the one regret that I have in my career is I should have shot like twice more than what I did. Like, but it's just completely different. The hand check rules changed. And then Daryl Morey came in and other people from the Sloan conference came in and said, Hey guys, here's some math for you. <laughs> uh, shoot Steph a was at the forefront of that. And he was, and he was perfectly set up because he had Steve Kerr, he had Clay Thompson, and he had and Nash and Nash in the building saying, "Steph, shoot, 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 shoot. We don't care where from. We don't care what the circumstances are. We want you personally to throw the ball 
towards the hoop as many times a game as humanly possible because that's going to be the best scenario that we win as many games as possible. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is Shaq and Kobe are right next to each other in this list. It makes sense. Kobe's one it really spot. It, Kobe's one spot higher than Shaq, which I'm you could sure argue she, the Oscar thing. So okay, that was you could argue the Oscar thing. So Oscar is the only guy that's in the top ten that I am okay with you having him not in the top ten on the list. And it's important to note that Magic, who is ranked ahead of him, yeah. has said Kobe's the greatest Laker. So yes, th- that is something. And when, that- and when you have Magic saying <coughs> he's the greatest Laker or that Kobe's the greatest Laker ever, of the top 10, we've got LeBron who played for the Lakers, which that's different, but he, he's a Laker, won a championship with them. You got Kareem, you got Magic. Like, you've got a lot of this list is Lakers. And, you know, you got Kobe, and then you got Shaq. So of the top 11, there's five Lakers. That's crazy. And you're saying that Kobe is – Yeah. (laughs) The rest of it is – or not the rest of it, but if you're saying that among all of those guys, Kobe's the best Laker, which obviously that's a different criteria of what Magic is saying. But Kobe is a top 10 guy. He is who I hated, hated with a fiery passion my entire childhood because he was one of the things that kept getting in the way of the Suns. Obviously, I think he might f- be ranked too low. <sighs> he I think might, he might be ranked too low. He, he might be. He might be because he probably should be ahead of Oscar he probably should be ahead of Duncan. The Duncan thing's where it gets weird for me. I'm not comfortable putting him above Bird. He's not above Russell. I'd be okay with putting him above Wilt. (laughs) I would be. Like, if Wilt was eight, I'd be like, okay, I'm not... I'm not going to be... lower than that, you wouldn't have gotten a lot of pushback from me. We probably would have It would have been controversial. Yeah. But if he was like 12, I don't think I would have said anything. Like if he was at 15, uh, I would have, if he was at like 15, I would have had to be like, okay, there, if he there's was outside, some education. If he was outside the top 10, I'd be like, all right, I think this is funny. I, I, I love the bit guys. Yeah. That's wrong. But I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the commitment to the bit because I'm one of the people that's in that bit. So thank you. Yeah. But okay, now let's remind ourselves how great he really was. But yeah, Wilt at five is just a little much. Him and Oscar, I think, are misplaced because we wanted to make sure that we got certain people into certain portions of this list, say the top 10. But I understand. I understand. I, I, again, this, is, this isn't something I'm really taking a ton of time in, in like the 20s right. or the 30s or the 40s. But once we start getting to the top 12, yeah. I think it matters. Yeah. I think one spot matters. And I think Kobe is at least one spot too low. Maybe two. But the fact that he's in the top 10 means that they did what they needed to do to get him to a spot that he should be. Because here's the thing. If Shaq worked out... (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, uh, uh, right. Like, moderately right. If he dieted during the season, 
not off season, just during the season, Shaq is probably three. Shaq is probably the greatest non-Jordan LeBron. It's probably a three-tiered thing. It's probably you got Jordan LeBron, then you got Shaq, and then you have all the mortal human beings. (laughs) And truly, that's what drove Kobe crazy about him. Yes. Is that it was like, this guy works out 10% as hard as I do. Yeah. And he's still more dominant, by the way, at the time. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Like... Shaq is in the what the fuck do you do with this guy in a way that only LeBron and Jordan are. And he's above Durant. And it's, yeah, probably where he should be. At the end of it, will he be there? I don't know. Again, it's still being written. Hard to project. But for now... If Harden keeps deciding to have the teammates that he has, 12 is probably his ceiling. I think I could do a pot on what I project Durant's future to be. And because I hey, think, maybe we will. <laughs> I think what's similar between him and Shaq is that they're both their own worst enemies for different reasons. Oh, oh. I, I just, I don't think that either of them can get out of their own way. Shaq Ooh. wanted to make movies and eat like shit. <laughs> okay. You're not wrong. Durant has poor taste in human beings and has a weird. I, I, I would say poor taste in career art partners and uh and work colleagues co-workers yeah uh and has one of the most frustrating personalities in the league uh can just yes yes he's yes he's frankly i don't understand so much of how his personality is based but again i'm not kevin durant i'm not i haven't been seven foot my whole life and could dribble like that and shoot well again what's interesting about durant is neither is he because in high school, he was a point guard. That, that's, that's the crazy thing about Durant just as a player and the reason why he has the handles that he has. In high school, he was a point guard shooting guard, and that's why P.J. Carlissimo, at, when he was on the Sonics, wanted to play him at the two because he saw him as just a straight-up pure score shooter, which is why everyone always just said that Kevin Durant was a better scorer than LeBron, and then we all remembered, oh, yeah, that's right, LeBron – uh, has the most points ever. So it's just different. But Kevin Durant, just he, he's just such a good scorer. Such a good scorer that it's just, it, it's incredible to watch. Um, the only thing that I have left is just any LeBron Jordan stuff. Yeah. If we're making the list today, this is what needs to happen. And ev- what everybody needs to realize is, there is different phases of this list. There is the top two names. There is a steep drop-off. Then it goes from about three till about probably 12, where it's like had some bounces gone some ways for these guys. Then maybe we could have broken that ceiling into the top two tier. And then there's everybody else historically. There just is. Then there's mortal human beings. But that top yeah. two, it, that, that's what we have. We have the two goats of their times, the two goats of the sport. 
Bill Russell, though, is the goat of his era, and it's a fun, and then it was Kareem, and then obviously Jordan, and then LeBron, and still, I would argue, it's LeBron. Um, It's tough. It's really tough. I can't wait to have this conversation the day after LeBron retires so that we actually know what the ending to the book is before we do a review on the book. And the criteria, I think, is important here because when you're doing this list, impact has to come in on the the game of basketball as a whole. I think how you change the sport has to matter. This isn't who would you rather have. Right. Okay. Because I think sometimes that debate gets boiled down to that question. Which is or, or, or like who is the better player or you know who is more the better clutch or whatever. It's, it's not that. It's yeah. it's it's very different when you're looking at a career arc as opposed to who's the better basketball player. I mean, there's there's right. not really a, I don't think there's a question there. I think Peak LeBron is the best we've seen. Um, it's not who would you start your team with. I think I don't think there's an argument. I think everybody would pick LeBron. We're we're talking about, but when we're talking about a career arc as a whole, that's where it becomes different. Yep. And that's where it becomes tough to judge at this point. Um, And I will argue that it is tough because of how great he has been so quickly. Yeah. How great he was so quickly and how great he has been his entire career and the consistency by which um, he's played his whole career. So with him, with that debate, I I think that it's just, it's something that I think we should have set out at the beginning. Um, it's just the criteria for this list is so much different. And if you're talking about something else, like if you're talking about who would you want to start your team with, Wilt is like way low on this. <laughs> like Wilt is like yeah. almost off of this list. Well, Not Wilt's off of low, it, and then like basically all of the guys that they had on the list that were before black dudes were allowed to really play more than 15 minutes a game and yeah, you weren't gone. and you weren't allowed to have more than one of them on a team which by the way if you don't know about that shit look it up it's fucking wild where the Celtics were like they they were trailblazers in that they had more than one black guy on the team and then the fact they that they had at home. Yeah. yeah and then you know Bill Russell became the coach and everyone's like whoa you have this is a big deal like yes you have you basically erase all of those dudes just because genetically, hey, guess what? Genetically, we continue to get stronger and stronger as time goes on. And that's why LeBron, at the age that he's at, is still able to do the shit that he's doing. That's why Giannis is able to do all the stuff that he's doing. Meanwhile, you look back at what the game was in the 90s and 80s, you had dudes like Bill Lambeer that were able to stop a lot of teams because that's just how human evolution works. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a fun debate. It's yeah. one that I think has been done in nauseam. And I think there's more interesting, not more interesting, but there's, there's other ones that I don't think has gotten a lot of play. Um, yeah. Specifically, I think the point guard stuff um, that we did here is a little bit more interesting. Something that's not dove into as much. Yeah. Um, I guess my my parting question is who are the three most likely of today's players to be on the next list? And I think that that's relatively easy to do. But yeah. again, you're you're doing a lot of projections there. So So I would have to say 
well, my my bias is going to show a little bit, but obviously the first player that's going to come to mind that's going to be on the list for the hundred, I would say Devin Booker will be on there. Well, um, see, I sh- I should have made this like who's going to be ranked the highest on the top seventy-five? That's currently uh, you playing. Mean the that's top hundred. That's not on the top seventy-five right now. Who will be ranked the highest? Oh man, Zion? No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> I mean, my wallet hurts so much. If if Doncic can find some teammates, um, I think he has. I mean, the dude is our the stats that dude's putting up is already just incredible. I'm curious to see second defense this year. Yeah, I'm curious to see if he gets any better because, like Shaq, he does not exercise, he does not diet. So I'm curious to see what his career looks like. Because this just might be it, which, by the way, is still amazing. Like, I'm not – Luca's one of the best guys in the NBA. Um, ooh, I would I, – I honestly – that on the spot, I don't know. Just because, I mean, of this generation, the greats are kind of already on the list, right? Because you got Giannis. You got Steph. You got, like – you know, Devin's coming and Luke is there. Jaws there. Um, like who, 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 are you, who are you thinking? I, I really think Luke has the highest ceiling. Okay. Because jaw from what we know right now, again, we can only project based on what we got. Right. Jaws game isn't as complete as Lucas is right now. And it's just it, not. And he's much more conducive to catastrophic injuries the way that Ja plays a lot like Derrick Rose a lot like Dwayne Wade which Dwayne the fact that Dwayne Wade never had like that one injury that everyone can point to be like and he was never the same since is incredible but more like the compilation of injuries yes his it was more that heat run just sucked the life out of him and that second finals against the Spurs you could really see it he just was not on the level. And because LeBron was still on the level that he had always been at, it was very stark to see. Um, so I don't, th- I, I hope and pray that John Morant has a long and healthy career. We've already I seen him. We've already seen him get hurt. Um, I don't think Trey Young is going to get to that level. I just don't. Um, I mean, can you think of it? Who else are you thinking of? Because I'm, I, it's it's just tough because you're you're also trying to project 25 years of draft picks that are going to come into the league. Um, Brownie, Br- Brownie James, Brownie, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I, of the people that are playing right now, I, I still think Luca has the highest ceiling. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens to Booker. Most of what happens to Booker, I think, will be determined in the next two years. Yes, um, which is interesting because we're talking about a list that's going to have another 25 years. But if yeah. if Devin goes on to win an MVP, if he goes to win an, a, a championship, and he goes on to have a long, long and great career that I am fingers crossed he has with Phoenix the entire time, Okay, now now there's certain things that are percolating and beginning to build for his case. Um, Because, I mean, if guys like James Harden are going to make this list, 
that opens the door for a lot of guys that, as I believe Brandon Ingram is holding his knee, so I'm hoping he's okay. But, or, oh, no, that's Josh Hart, and he's up and running, so we're fine. Um, but it's uh, Brandon Ingram is another guy that at one point we thought could, but it just doesn't seem like he's that dude. Um, yeah, I, I think the uh... – <laughs> It'll be interesting because yeah. this group of players is so, I mean, every era I think thinks they're way different than the past. This era seems to be, while they're influenced by the past, they're really sh- kind of shaking off the comparisons to past players in a way that is kind of unique um, yeah. because we saw the LeBron way generation. They were open to the comparisons to these yep. past guys. And then the old guys got really fucking crotchety yep. Yep. <laughs> and it became and Booker's idol, he doesn't even want to be compared to. He's asked people to stop, even yeah. though the comparisons are there for anybody to see. Yeah. Um, he has asked people to stop doing it. Yeah. It's it's interesting that there is very much a forge your own path mentality among the new guys. And um, hopefully we're still kicking in 25 yeah. years yeah. to can, talk about it. Can I say that I hope it's Devin Booker? <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping Devin Booker uh, gets above Charles Barkley for the best for the highest ranked quote unquote Suns player. That'd be really fun. Um, I hope he gets ahead of Nash and stays and stays ninety five yeah. to one hundred percent of his career with us to the point where it's like he belongs yeah. to us he's in a way the, that yeah he's the son because he, he encapsulates yes I, I think a lot of what you would want that person to be. Well, and and we specifically for a Phoenix Suns team, given the Phoenix culture and given who we've been yes. this entire time. And we talked about this a lot around the finals last time, but just given that Devin Booker has a Hispanic background and really embraces a lot of what Phoenix's culture is, and in part now kind of drives what the Phoenix culture is, um, is very, I, I, I love it. Um, I hope he stays uh, as as much as I can from out here in San Diego. Um, and, you know, I hope he has a long career. The last thing that I want to mark, who's the biggest snub and why is it Dwight Howard? The, the snub thing is tough for me because once you get to the bottom of this list, uh, that's where it gets weird. I mean, yeah, but once, you, gets, once you really dig into it, uh, you know, you, you you look for the guys that, you know, have their back to the rim, shall we say, uh, and really are able to be the foundation from underneath of a defense. If, you know, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Harden over Dwight makes no sense. Oh, Harden over Dwight. Oh. I don't like Harden being in there right now. And he's I just don't. 50. And yeah, by the way, his reaction was one of the cooler reactions. They told him, and he goes, wait, of all time? Wait, me? Really? No- okay. Look, again, this isn't who would you rather have. This isn't who is the better player. It is talking about your career as a whole. James Which, Harden- by the way, I'd probably still rather have Dwight Howard than James Harden, but go ahead. James Harden, to my knowledge... First of all, he's never been, in in my view, a top five player in the league. Dwight was for a couple seasons. He's yeah. never been the best player. Well, I guess he. there's been times where he's been the best two guard. 
but Dwight is the best center uh, for a stretch run of about eight years there. That's for, pretty unprecedented. For basically a decade. Dwight made the finals as the best player on a team. Harden has one of the worst playoff track and, records. And went through LeBron to get there. That's the weird thing. Is like, and played well in the finals. And Harden did not play well. Very well. Like Harden was I, a bench it, player on that team. It's it's man, Dwight Howard. As much as we have been making fun of him ever since he got to the Lakers, <laughs> once he got to the Lakers, then the Rockets, and did that whole thing. Then he was a then he was a punchline to all the jokes. But man. He was incredible in Orlando. And it's not like those teams were stacked. Like, it's no. not like Orlando had that much more talent than Cleveland did that year. Like, Dwight just played <clears throat> fucking awesome. Now, LeBron also played incredibly, but Orlando won and robbed us of the LeBron Kobe finals that everybody wanted to see. Yep. Yeah. It's unfortunately Dwight's the biggest snub because he's one of the most infuriating. Uh, people on yeah. the planet, <laughs> but he, he is the biggest snub. I think that there's some, if you go deep in the list, there's some guys that would bug me more than Harden, but Harden sticks out a lot to me. Yeah. I mean, because Harden is Harden. I, I said earlier that Wilt was Russell really Harden is, is Wilt. Yeah. That's really what we're looking at. And Harden is Wilt without the playoff resume. So yeah. And at some without point, the numbers. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the, the regular season, I'm not diminishing the regular season, yeah. but it's two separate things. And when you don't have any moment in the playoffs that I can point to, other than when he was a sixth man playing against the Spurs, when you just don't have that moment of being the best guy on a, on a finals team, it's, it's really fun, hard for me. I'm assuming you're talking about the Thunder. That yes, that that series where he just killed yeah. the Spurs. And, and, oh, against uh, the Spurs, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's but he's never been the best player in a Finals team. To have to put him over Dwight in that context, I think is crazy to me, and it I mean, it, it so, puts too much emphasis on MVPs. It puts yeah. too much emphasis on. So but I think I think it's easier to score now than it ever has been, and I yeah. don't think that's being taken into consideration. Um, to put him over, I mean, even if we're just looking at the current guys that he's over, to put him over Clay in terms of, again, if you're talking about a story of the NBA, to put him over Clay, to put him over Draymond, to put him over Tracy McGrady, to put him over Vince Carter, to put him over Dikembe Mutombo, to put him over Alex English, to put him over Pau Gasol. Like, there is a list of guys that just aren't on the list. That definitely should be if a James Harden is on the list, if a Russell Westbrook is on the list, if a Damian Lillard is on this list. There's just some guys that just don't belong. And I'm not being mean when I say that because, like, Damian Lillard is still one of the best of his generation. Yes. Like, Russell Westbrook 100%. is an embarrassment to basketball. I am trying to actually <laughs> be mean with him. Uh, and, you know, you know. Come on the pod, Russ. We'd love to have you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that being said. <laughs> but, you know, that being said, he is... All due an, respect. Yeah, yeah. With all, Jackson voice. Yeah, with all due respect, <laughs> which is none, Russell Westbrook should not be on this list. He should not have been considered. Um, it is embarrassing. I, I would like... I, I'm going to write some angry letters to ESPN that he's on this list. 
And I think there should be an appeal Oh, and to the writers and people that voted for the top 75 list generally from the NBA, uh, they should be embarrassed. There should be a committee. Um, if we can get Congress to be arrested, if we can get Congress <laughs> to look at this with as much uh, zeal as they looked at uh, uh, Spygate, that'd be great. If we can get some senators going on this. This is just as important, if not more important. And that's I'm my take. You. That's my take. I'm with you. Because it's embarrassing. Somebody, it's fucking embarrassing. It's fucking infuriating that guys that, again, can you tell the story of the 75 years of the NBA without Russell Westbrook? I would actively avoid speaking about the man. I wish I could. Now I can't. Now I can't because now he's on this fucking list. But beforehand, Oh my God, I would, you know how you can go on the social media and mute certain words? Oh yeah. I would, I would file a motion in limine to remove Russell Westbrook's name from any court proceedings in the case of the NBA's top 75. 100%. And my argument would be, your honor, he does not fit the criteria required to be named on this list in the words of Isaiah Thomas. He does not fit the criteria. The man cannot shoot. The man cannot dribble. The man cannot pass. The man cannot play defense. He is a point guard whose best ability is rebounding. Meaning, the one thing that I do not give a shit about my point guard doing, because I want him pushing the ball and I want him stopping the ball, I want him doing those two things. Rebounding gets in the way of that and is one of the many reasons why Russell Westbrook will always and forever be a black hole of basketball success in that he will never, ever, 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 ever be on a championship winning team because he hurts basketball progress. And that's my I take. Pers I personally don't think there's a better way to end than that. I, I don't either because it's the most atrocious part of this list. And on that note, everybody, oh, oh, real quick. Uh, yeah, I'd also like to give Russell Westbrook the Ted Cruz Award because there just isn't another person on this list except for maybe Carl Malone or John Stockton. And again, look it up. Um, shout out to uh, Philadelphia Strip Clubs since we talked about James Harden for so long. Um, shout, out. shout out to Utah just in general, which you guys, you really had the correct <laughs> stars for your team. Uh, and for your city, uh, you know, shout out Kobe. I never thought I would be like nostalgically watching your videos in a positive way. Uh, shout out dieting because Shaq, you had a much higher ceiling and just shout out the NBA because it, it was a really cool event. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad they were able to get Jordan in the building for it. Um, it was really cool to see Kareem there. Um, and you know, they put him right next to LeBron, so that was really cool. Um, yes. know, it, it was just well handled. The NBA is the best run league in uh, in America, I would argue. Um, and yeah, it was a fun weekend and a weekend that I had the bar hanging over my head. I was still able to enjoy those because it was just a well done production, except for the game show that Steph and Aisha put on. Um, so, yeah, thank you, guys. Um, Ted Cruz Award goes to Russell Westbrook for the person that I'd like to punch in the face. Um, 
anything else to i think we covered it awesome they can find me at t felix 34 12 they can find tim at t leduke 32 t l e d u c no that's not tim leduke it is tim leduke thanks for listening guys we will be resuming with some other stuff coming up soon but enjoy this pod while we post it and thank you guys so much elvis monroe oh no ted cruz please Russell Westbrook, please. Carl Malone, John Stockton, please. Go fuck yourself. Elvis Monroe, please play us out. One day, someday, fiction girl. She's my one day, someday. She's my one day, someday. Gonna have a gonna call my baby. One day, someday, she's gonna call me baby. Gonna have a baby. Just all so bright Gonna wake up by sad One day, someday She's my one day, someday Fiction girl She's my one day, someday